Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is the 10th episode of the MILF Bod podcast, and I am just so beyond excited to be here with you all. I just want to say thank you for everyone who has followed along thus far. It has been so much fun getting to do all of these incredible interviews with all of these amazing women, and there is so much more in store for you all. So thank you to everyone who has been along for the journey. It's only just beginning, so I am very excited. And I thought I owed you guys a solo episode considering my first solo episode, I didn't even touch on the acronym MILF. So that's what this episode is going to be all about. I will be touching base on everything that I do to stay mindful, how I listen to my intuition, my lifestyle non-negotiables, and my fitness routine. So I guess let's just dive right in because there's a lot to cover here. So what I do to stay mindful, oh, as many of you know, being a mom, time is of the essence. And I feel like my mindfulness practices have somewhat changed over the years. They've fluctuated from being really on top of things to sometimes being completely off the rails and just not really caring to what it is now, which is a little bit of a balance of both of those things and kind of just fitting it in when I have the time. Well, before Hunter, because I did have a lot of extra time while I was pregnant, I would be very intentional about being mindful. And that doesn't necessarily look like, you know, sitting down and meditating for 30 minutes every day. But, you know, I would have a solid routine. I would wake up every single morning, write in my journal. And then I was really adamant on using Insight Timer, which is a great app that you can use for guided meditations. And this is actually a really great tool that I utilized during my pregnancy. So highly recommend that for anyone who is looking for guided meditations. But now I wish that I had more time to intentionally journal. That's the one thing that I really miss. And, you know, I could prioritize and like make it a point to like wake up earlier and (laughs) fit it into my day. But I'm so exhausted all the time that it's like I, (laughs) I cherish the moments when I get to sleep That's just my priority right now is getting more rest, which also helps me to be more mindful. Anyways, with that being said, my mindful practices now just really consist of like being as present as I can whenever I'm in Hunter's presence. I just want to soak up every single moment that I can when I'm with him because time goes by so quickly when you have a child. It's like, they grow up so fast. And I always thought it was such a cliche that everyone would say that, but it's honestly so true. And I just don't want to miss a second of any of it. 
So yeah, I try to be really intentional about just staying off of my phone whenever I'm with Hunter. I don't always practice this, but I try my hardest to just be phone free, you know, be completely immersed in the moment with him, give him my full attention as much as I can because he's changing literally every single day. Like he's at the point right now where he is literally saying new words every single day. His mannerisms are changing every single day. He's doing like new little quirky things by the hour. So to be able to just be fully present with him really takes my mind off of what I feel like I have to get done and it helps me de-stress. So that's one way that I really practice being mindful is just staying present with him. Another thing that I do and I'm very adamant about is walking. And I use walking as a form of moving meditation, I guess. And most of the time it looks like I'll have my AirPods in and I'll be listening to a podcast while I'm walking Hunter in his stroller. So I'm multitasking, you know, I'm getting my steps in, I'm absorbing some kind of useful information, and I'm also not looking at my phone. I'm just taking in the scenery of wherever we happen to be walking that day. So that is a really big one for me. It's changed my life. Another thing that I really (laughs) am persistent about is my planner and making lists and scheduling my day out. I am a Virgo to a T when it comes to this. I have to physically write it out in my planner because otherwise I will completely forget. I'm not one of those girls who uses the apps on your phone. I just can't. I'm I'm so old school when it comes to that. So I love writing things down so I can physically see them and I can physically cross things off. But don't get me wrong. The notes app in your phone is also gold. Like I utilize that so, so much, especially the little list. Like it has little tiny circles that you can put as lists. And so, for example, obviously I'll write down in my planner what I have for that day going on. And then sometimes in my notes app, I'll list out almost like hour by hour what I have to do for that day. And it just really helps me be efficient. It helps me stay on track. It helps me feel like I'm being more productive. And so those three things are really what I do right now to stay mindful. And of course, it changes, you know, year by year, month by month, it changes for everyone. And I think the word mindfulness can be a little bit daunting sometimes because people associate it with having a very regimented practice of like sitting down and meditating for a certain amount of time, but it doesn't have to necessarily look like that. I think the most important takeaway for trying to be mindful in general is just staying present, being grateful, listening to yourself, listening to your body, and trying to schedule things out as best as you can and getting in that introspective time when you can, which for me is walking right now. I would love to implement journaling back into my routine and my schedule. And then of course, reading as well is something that I really miss. (laughs) 
But what I do love, two books that I really love is The Daily Stoic and Ceremony. I think The Daily Stoic is Ryan Holiday and Ceremony. I can't remember. It's a female author, but I will make sure that I link in the show notes the author's names. And what I love about these books is that The Daily Stoic is just day by day gives you a little snippet of something to focus on that day. And then Ceremony is just a collection of all of these really beautiful like vignettes and quotes slash poems. And so what I'll do is I'll just open up either one of those books if I'm feeling like it. And then I'll just read a quote for the day and try and focus on that. So that is my mindful practice. So now let's get into how I am intuitive and how I listen to my intuition. So the reason I even wanted to include the word intuitive in the MILF acronym is because I practice intuitive eating. And on top of that, everybody always says, you know, mother's intuition knows best. And you guys know, I find that to be so true. And so what I'll really talk about in this portion of it is how I listen to my intuition when it comes to my diet. And I think pregnancy actually really helped me tap into that because I know it's such a stereotypical thing for people to ask you like, what did you crave when you were pregnant? But it's really crazy to think about some of the cravings that you have while you are pregnant. And so I think I just started listening to my body because I felt like sometimes some of the cravings is maybe what Hunter needed at the time or what my body was lacking at the time. That's when I really dove into intuitive eating. And so that can sometimes look like sometimes my body will really be craving salt. Like, for example, around my period, like right before I start my period, I don't know why, but my body just craves salty foods. And so I'll listen to that. And, you know, sometimes my body will really be craving like berries, for example. It's weird, but a really big craving that I had during my pregnancy was blackberries. And It was interesting because they were actually in season while I was craving them. So I don't know if that has anything to do with, you know, the divine feminine and mother nature being all in tune with each other. I don't know if you guys even believe in that stuff, but I think that there's a lot to be said about listening to your body. And that doesn't mean like, fuck, I want to eat Dave's hot chicken and I want to go to Chick-fil-A or I want Shake Shack, like Shake Shack is my weakness. And obviously I don't listen to that craving every single day. It's like, it's all about moderation. But, you know, I'm anemic, for example. And so sometimes my body will be craving red meat for more iron because I have an iron deficiency. It really also just helps you to not over-restrict yourself and to just give yourself grace and balance. It's all about moderation. So say you are craving chocolate, go ahead and have that chocolate, (laughs) like have that chocolate. Because if you deprive yourself of your craving, then it's just going to make you want to indulge more later. And I think it creates a very unhealthy relationship with your mind and body. Be easy on yourself and listen to what your body needs I do pretty much eat basically the same things every single day. And, you know, I'll switch it up once in a while, say if I am having a craving or if my body needs something different. But 
I just really encourage everyone to take a second, take a step back, ask your body, what do you need right now? And really just listen to what your body needs. I think it just creates a much more harmonious dynamic between mind, body, and soul. And people could disagree, but it's definitely worked for me and it's added a lot less stress and pressure to feel like I have to, you know, eat these certain amount of calories every day or eat this amount of protein and get into the nitty gritty of it and stress about all the details of it rather than just, you know, eating when I'm hungry, stopping eating when I'm full, drinking water when I'm thirsty and I think that the more water that I drink and consume, I've found that it makes me crave it even more. So that's another huge thing that I implement into my day-to-day practice. And, you know, your girl loves a glass of red wine or an extra dirty martini with extra olives. Gotta be extra dirty. Gotta have the extra olives. That shit fucks me up. Honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real. One dirty martini and I'm good. But like I said, having that one dirty martini is good for me because I listen to my body and I'm like, okay, that's enough. Like you don't need to have any more, even though I love the taste of it and I could easily indulge much more than my body needs. But it's all just about listening and knowing when enough is enough. This also leaks into my fitness routine as well, listening to my intuition and listening to my body I also started practicing this a lot while I was pregnant because while I did stay extremely active during my pregnancy, you know, I would walk like three plus miles a day uphill and I would do little workouts at home and use my booty bands and, you know, I would just stay very active. I would never be stagnant and like sitting on the couch and eating. But yeah, you just also have to listen to your body. And even if that means, you know, I'm feeling really tired right now. I didn't get that good of a night's sleep. So I think I'm going to take today to just rest or take it really easy, go on a nice slow walk today. And then other days you'll wake up and you're feeling energized and fucking ready to go. And on those days, Do what you got to do and get in that crazy hard workout or get in a really nice sweat for that day. But it's all about just tapping in and listening to yourself, listening to your cravings, listening to your body. I just find it to be so important, especially nowadays. I think that people can be so easily influenced by what everyone else is doing with social media. You know, we're sitting on our phones, scrolling, constantly seeing, you know, there's so many like what I eat in a day videos. You know, it's great that people are showing what they eat in a day, but it's like it all boils down to your bio individuality and what works for you. That's my tangent on intuition. Ooh, okay. So now let's talk about lifestyle. I mean, lifestyle is such a broad term. And I feel like I could talk about this topic for a while because there's a lot going on in my life. But I'm going to just tell you guys about like my lifestyle non-negotiables, what I do every single day to, you know, feel my best and be the most productive version of myself. Number one is moving 
every single day, whether that means just going on a really slow walk or getting a hard workout in or going to Pilates, doing yoga, just listening to my body, but making sure that I move every single day is so, so important for me. I am a totally different person after I get a workout in. It puts me in such a better mood after I have put in the effort to move my body. Another non-negotiable for me is cleaning and staying organized. Technically, I've clinically been diagnosed with OCD and it's nothing extreme, but it's definitely been a challenge having a toddler run around your house (laughs) while having all of these obsessive compulsive tendencies because my house is literally Hunter's house now. It is just scattered with all of his toys. And so it's really hard for me to feel like I can focus on anything else when there's a mess around. So I make it a point every single morning to just tidy the house and, you know, clean the kitchen, make sure the bed is made. It's just so important to me. I feel like if I don't do those things, then I just can't move on with my day. So that's really important for me. I'll go into a few details of my day-to-day morning routine. So every morning I wake up, have a 24-ounce glass of water, and then in that water, I put chlorophyll drops in it. And my girl, Sky, who I actually just recently worked a job with, shout out to you, Sky. Love you. She was on set and every time that I work with her, she always has a huge gallon of water because, you know, that's her goal to finish a gallon of water a day. Usually how much water I drink in a day is equivalent to a gallon. I just have my little hydro flask that I fill up multiple times throughout the day. But anyways, so Sky had chlorophyll on set and she has perfect skin. And I was just asking her, you know, what are the benefits of chlorophyll? And she was just telling me that it's like a a natural detoxer. It actually works as like a natural deodorant. It helps with your skin. It helps with your digestion. And so ever since she told me that a few months ago, I've started implementing that into my daily routine. And I actually love it so, so much. So thank you, Sky. I do that every single morning in my water. And then I will typically have breakfast with Hunter, which usually about like 99% of the time is oatmeal. And this also came from uh, when I was breastfeeding to help with my milk production, I would eat oatmeal every day. And I was never an oatmeal person. Like for some reason, it's like I liked it, but every time I ate it, I never felt satiated. And it always made me almost feel like hungrier. But I don't know how and I don't know why, but my relationship to oatmeal changed. And now I love it and I like crave it every single morning. I think it's just because my body got so used to eating it while I was breastfeeding. And so usually Hunter and I will have oatmeal together and then I will have my coffee with my oatmeal. And another thing that I do is I put turmeric and cinnamon in my coffee every single morning. Turmeric is a great anti-inflammatory and cinnamon is just a great detoxifier and antioxidant. Yeah. And then I also take my vitamins every single day and it's quite an extensive list, but I'll just throw out a few that come to mind. You know, I take fish oil, vitamin C, L-lysine, what else? Vitamin D, NAC, DHEA. That's just the few that come to mind, but take your vitamins, everyone. 
And then another non-negotiable for me is I make sure I get greens every single day. And how I've been doing that lately is just making like a green smoothie. And in my green smoothie, I'll usually just put water, chia seeds, lemon, lots and lots of spinach, spirulina, a banana, and ice. And it's really good and refreshing. If it's not that, then I'll, you know, obviously have a green salad or something. But I find it so important to get your greens in every day. And I'm not the biggest fan of kale. I just don't like the texture. I don't really like the taste. It's really hard for my body to digest. So I am definitely a spinach girl through and through. And then another non-negotiable for me, I mean, you guys, I could talk about my lifestyle things (laughs) for a long time, but I'm just going to narrow it down to a small list. Another non-negotiable for me is obviously washing my face and taking my makeup off before I go to bed every single night. It's just become a big part of my routine because uh, y'all know that uh, being raised in the 90s that wasn't really the top of my uh, priority list. (laughs) As I've mentioned before, I would literally sit out in the sun with oil on my face and just bake. So yeah, wear your sunscreen, kids and girls and boys and everyone out there. Just take care of your skin. It doesn't have to be like some crazy 10-step routine. Mine is very, very, very simple. Every time I go in and get like a facial or see my dermatologist, they're like, so what are you cleansing your face with? And I tell them that it's Cetaphil and they just roll their eyes at me. But honestly, I don't know. I love it. It's gentle and it's non-irritating. It just has helped my skin. So basically what I'll do is I'll take my makeup off with my cellar water. And then I'm a night shower girl. I feel like I like cleansing the day off. And a lot of times too, you know, I'll be working out throughout the day and I just feel like it's nice to just rinse everything off at the end of the day and get into your like nice cozy bed and your clean sheets all fresh and going in looking like a glazed donut on your face. So I like showering at night. So what I'll do is I'll take my makeup off with my cellar water, go in the shower, cleanse my face, rinse it off with um, Cetaphil. (laughs) Sorry to anyone out there who doesn't like Cetaphil. And then two to three times a week, I will exfoliate my face and my body. And I use one of those little gloves rather than using like the actual exfoliating beads because I've heard that they can sometimes get stuck in your pores. So I use my little exfoliating glove twice a week and then I'll come out of the shower and put on my skincare. I will leave in the show notes what I've been using. My facialist gave me a serum and a moisturizer, and that's literally all I put on my face. I don't do anything else other than that. And the results have been great so far. So I'll make sure, I can't remember the names of them right now, but I will make sure I leave that in the notes for you guys. And then in the mornings, I don't wash my face because I feel like I just want all of my skincare from the night before to just kind of like soak in. And so what I'll do is I'll just mist my face with some rose water and then I will use my jade roller that I leave in the freezer so that it's nice and cold to just like close up my pores and make me feel nice and awake for the day. And yeah. And then in the mornings, another thing that helps me feel 
more productive throughout my day is just getting ready. So like after I'll do my little face mist and my jade rolling, I don't want to be walking around all day in like my pajamas and, you know, I haven't brushed my hair, or done my makeup. And it's not that I do like a full face of makeup every day, but I make sure that I like put on like a tinted moisturizer or something, something with SPF in it. And then maybe I'll like brush up my brows and I'll put on lip liner and a little bit of blush. And it just makes me feel so much better about myself. And it just helps me feel more productive to feel like I'm more like put together. And then of course I'll go and get dressed. And honestly, what I'm wearing 99% of the time is some type of workout outfit. It's like a cute athleisure type of workout outfit, something that you would go and run your errands in and that you can also work out in. And the last thing that I'm going to say for lifestyle, another thing that really, really helps me is I make sure that I do, I call it like a spa night slash spa shower. You know, when you take those showers and it's like you do everything, you shave everything. You get all the nooks and crannies, like you go deep. I'm not saying that I only do this once a week, by the way, but when it comes to shaving, but what I'll do is I'll have my spa night, usually either on a Wednesday to like help me get through that hump day, that midweek slump, or I'll do it on a Sunday to kind of like start my week nice and fresh. But what I'll do is, you know, I'll take a really long shower, shave everything, I will put in a hair mask while I'm in the shower. I'll exfoliate and then I'll get out and like really moisturize. Sometimes I'll do a face mask and it just feels so good to have that one night to look forward to, to know that you're going to be able to pamper yourself. So I highly recommend that for all of you mamas out there or any women really, or any men, like it's so important to just take that time to be with yourself and give yourself some extra love. So those are just a few of my lifestyle non-negotiables. Okay, so now let's talk about my fitness routines, which y'all know that's my favorite. It's something that I'm very, very passionate about, and it has definitely changed and evolved over the past five years. It's looked very different, and I can definitely say right now where I'm at is by far my favorite stage that I've been in in my fitness journey. So first, I'll touch base on what I currently do. So as you guys all know, if you follow me on Instagram, I am a huge, huge fan of Reformer Pilates and Pilates specifically by Alana Maseka. Shout out to Alana, who will be coming on the podcast next week, actually. So stay tuned for that. She is incredible and just has completely transformed my body and has helped me gain so much strength since having Hunter. And I've just fell in love with Pilates. So I go there at least twice a week. Every Monday and Wednesday are my days. And then, you know, if I can fit in an extra day, I always do. That's not always the case, but definitely twice a week I go to Pilates and it's just so convenient because it's literally one block away from my house. Alana's studio is absolutely gorgeous and it's a semi-private class. You're in there with two other people. So there's three reformers in there. 
So it's very intimate and one-on-one and it's just the best vibes. She plays the dopest music and you just feel so fucking good after and you just get the best results. And I just, I literally can't get enough of it. I'm addicted to it. So for anyone out there who has never tried Reformer Pilates, I highly, highly recommend. And I've done a bunch of different Reformer classes before. And so you know, say that you try one out and you don't, it's not really for you. Just keep trying because there's so many different types of reformer Pilates out there. And I'm very, very grateful that I have found Alana because I just resonate with her style of teaching so much. So shout out to Alana. So I do that twice a week at least. And then I make sure that I get in at least 10K steps a day. That is a must for me. I use my Apple Watch to track this. And then <laughs> I've been trying to make it a point on the days that I don't go to Pilates to try and implement just 20 minutes of working out on the days that I'm not there. So I'll try and incorporate like 10 minutes of abs and then 10 minutes of booty and then just literally stop. Like it's just 10 minutes of each, 10 minutes of each, or maybe I'll switch it up and do like 10 minutes of booty, 10 minutes of arms. But Can't say that I've been the best at that, but I'm trying to do that on the days that I don't go to Pilates. So that's literally all I do, you guys, is just walk a lot and Pilates, and then I'll throw in like a 20-minute workout on the days that I can and have time. Before pregnancy, my routine looked a lot different, and I used to run a lot, and I'm so glad that I've gotten away from that and I've transitioned into walking because I feel like it's just so much better for my body to walk than run. I feel like when I was running, I had kind of like a flatter ass and my shins would hurt a lot of the times. And I just feel like walking, yes, it is a lot more time consuming, but if you're doing it the right way and doing it intentionally and like focusing on squeezing your ass every single step that you take and engaging your core and using your arms to help you. It truly just does so much better for your body in the long run, I think, personally. I think that running can have more long-term effects, especially on women, because it can like sag our skin. It can sag our boobs. So yeah, I'm just a big fan of walking and I'm glad that I'm not really running that much anymore. Like during the pandemic, I was running like six miles a day. And I just think back to that and I was like, "Ooh, that was, yeah, too much, just too much. And honestly, I like how my body looks now better than how it did when I was running. So my fitness routine has definitely changed a lot over the years. And, you know, when I was training people, I would be working out a lot more consistently because a lot of the times when I would train my clients, I would actually do the workouts with them. So sometimes I would be working out, you know, two to three times a day, which was just, like I said, too much. And so it's nice to have just found this balance in my life. And it's also kind of nice having a scheduled class that you are committed to and you have to go to because you've already paid for it. So that's another thing that I would recommend if anyone is out there and feeling, you know, a little bit sluggish or unmotivated to work out, maybe sign up for a class because I think being also around other people too can be motivating sometimes for some people. But yeah, that's just my take on it. And I hope that that helped. 
Anyways, my MILF fam, I love you all so much, and I hope that you are able to gain some takeaways from this episode. Yeah, let me know if you guys have any further questions. If you want me to go into more detail, maybe drop into my DMs and let me know like what you want my next solo episode to be about. But yeah, I realized that after recording my first one, I was like, oh, wait, I didn't even touch on the acronym MILF. So I thought that this would be a good first solo episode to do other than my intro episode, of course. And it's the 10th episode, you guys. Can you believe it? I just, wow. It's crazy. It's gone by so quickly. And I'm just so excited for all the future episodes to come. And I hope you guys are too. So on that note, I will talk to you guys all next week. Stay tuned for the lovely Alana Maseka of Polanyi's. She is absolutely incredible. So I can't wait for you guys all to hear her story and gain some really great tips from her. I will talk to you guys all soon. Love you all. Bye. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gained some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILFBODPOD. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.